this is Valerie Aiello, and you are listening to Idea Diary. How's it going, y'all? Thanks for coming back and hanging out. I am went to a uh, outdoor pool party yesterday and drank a lot of champagne and wine and hurting today, but. I'm still, I'm still here. Didn't take me down. So anyway, I had, I got to socialize. It was very exciting. So I saw on the news today, there was a cartoonist that somehow a a cartoon got a lot of people writing in angry things. I can't really tell who was mad, like who, who exactly did the censorship, but it is censorship. And the comic said that she did not, you know, she didn't apologize for a comic and having it removed was censorship. And yeah, so there was that. But what was interesting to me was she is a part of a comic strip collaborative group called Six Chicks. So that is S-I-X-C-H-I-X. So Six Chicks, two words. And... They're, so I'm just looking on Wikipedia, and they're a six, okay, let me start over. Six Chicks is a collaborative comic strip distributed by King Features Syndicate since January 2000. So the series is drawn by six female cartoonists who rotate their drawing duties through the week based on a fixed schedule. So Monday, it's this one girl, Tuesday, it's this one girl. So every day of the week, there's someone is assigned to that day, and then Sunday's a rotation day. And it looks like girls have been replaced. You know, I guess if somebody didn't work out or wanted to quit, they were easily replaced. Um, You know, because it seems like some of the days, uh, the girl on Monday has, I guess, been consistent since 2000, so for 20 years. And the other days, looks like there's a rotation of, two or three changes and the Saturday looks like that's been the same and um, five months after this strip was launched the six women met each other for the first time um, on May 27 2000 and it was at a National Cartoonist Society dinner party. I just thought that was, I've never heard of anything like this. And I just thought that was amazing. So it's like a collective thing that it was a business, I guess, in a way. I don't know, po- possibly this this head distribution place. I, I don't see like where the idea generated from. If it was... um a couple of girls in these original group that thought of the idea and then found a distributor or of this the distributing company thought of it and went and found the women I can't figure that out yet but just the idea of having a, a business that everybody gets rewarded somehow by having being associated with the group they all get a little bit of work and it seems super professional I just love this idea. So I just wanted to bring it to you, everyone's attention that this was just a super creative way to have a creative business, maybe not 
without so much pressure on yourself, having collaboration where everyone's making a little bit money and everyone's getting the same amount of notoriety possibly from it. And it's just an easy concept and it's well organized and I love it. I don't know. Y'all research that and tell me if there's some sort of behind the music type of um, documentary on how this group got started or what happened, if it was set up, you know, if it was the idea child of one of these women. Um, Yeah, I just loved it. So not to get political on y'all, but just, I don't know, sometimes when things kind of blow me away and excite me and it's really simple, um, yeah, I just, you know, I can tell, like, you get like a, a bolt of blue, kind of, and I'm probably using that phrase wrong, but, um, it's just something that hits, strikes you, and you're like, yes, that's awesome, I don't need to know anymore, I got it, check that out, I'm sure there's possibly a million ways to kind of take that concept and make it your own. I'm sure it's not the most original concept in the world, but if they could do it for comics, they could you could prob- possibly do it for a million other types of creative things, and I like it. Moving on, I found a new YouTube channel that is addicting. Luckily, it's very, very short videos, so it's not like a huge suck of time, but Yeah, it's probably the best use of marketing for a salon that I've ever seen. So the the YouTube channel is called Makeover Guy. And I guess it's a guy that has a salon. I think it was Minneapolis. I'm not sure exactly where his salon is. But it's somewhere. And he basically, the salon has a team. You Whatever the price of this makeover day is. There's a team, so the the woman pays for her makeover. She comes probably in the morning. They film her looking frumpy with no makeup on, and then they take her through the day, and they they break get her get her a new outfit. They um, have a person that's a professional dresser kind of have a a session with her and say okay for your body type these are the types of clothes you need to be the most flattering on your body type they have a makeup artist obviously the haircut and the dye job and and then they film the results at the end you know it's kind of like a daytime talk show style of video all kinds of daytime shows like do this concept but I just love it that it was for this specific salon. They show what they do. They show the results. And there's like hundreds of these videos. And it, as they have a customer that's willing to go on tape and willing to be posted online, you know, it's just, it was pretty cool. It's a it's a totally cute little YouTube channel. And you can scrub it. You can kind of just like go to the, you know, see the beginning, scrub to the after. And you don't have to watch the whole rigmarole. But they're pretty short, as it is, so it's not that big of a deal. But Makeover Guy, 
not even subscribing to the channel because I don't want it to pop up in my feed and then get sucked down a hole of watching the next one and the next one and the next one. So, but it was totally cute and just an amazing marketing way to use YouTube. I love it. It'll inspire you, but yeah, get ready to watch like 20 of them in a row. All right. What else was there? Um, I'm feeling like unless I come to the show with like a topic, the kind because I have done a few where I've, I've had a topic and this is what I'm going to talk about. And then I do it. And then the 15 minutes like fly by in two seconds. And I've done it where I've come with no topics, nothing to talk about, just press record and go. And I've had that 15 minutes like fly by. But I'm feeling like the time when I don't have a topic, it's getting a little bit, it feels a little bit longer and not in a bad way, but it's just very interesting of how the, the time is getting longer. So some of the things that I'm working on with talking to the camera and making this, trying to make this listenable. So I'm, you know, it's the transitional phrases where I'm constantly saying, um, like, and so anyways, where I'm calm, I'm using like five words before I can get to the next sentence and it's so crazy, but I'm sure I do that in real life. It just, you don't notice it until you're on camera and you're alone in a room talking to yourself. Then I noticed I, I've, I've always known that I take super long pauses to get to the next sentence and it takes me forever to explain something pretty simple. And that's just kind of one of the annoying things about me. I think what I'm trying to, I'm just not a good teacher. I'm not a good, I can't explain things very well. I can get concepts, but having to like teach somebody and it, just spit it out, it, that's a struggle. So, like, the one thing I've learned with um, starting the show, when you press, you know, the button to record, you go, you kind of sit there for a moment, and then you say something, and then you wait. Because normally, they're, in a normal communication way, you would wait for someone to say something back. Or, yeah, it's very difficult. So, when I listen to other podcasts and people are just... They're just talking fast and they're talking, 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 talking. And they're always kind of, there's a flow and it's pretty fast. So maybe I'm talking faster and the amount of time that it used to take me to explain something is shortened just by getting a little bit better at this podcasting thing. You know, I don't know what it is, but definitely I'm, I'm feeling... The time is slowing down, which is always good. When things are going so fast, it's a, it's a nightmare. So, okay, okay, on to the next thing. And next. Okay. Um, I'm remembering that my goal is ultimately is that I – because in a way, I have – financial freedom in the way that I feel really comfortable that I'm always have no doubt that I'll never pay bills obviously in extreme situations yeah anything could happen but I just have this belief like yeah if you put me down at zero I'm going to come back up and I'm going to come back up fast and it's no big deal 
So I don't really worry about the financial freedom aspect of my life. Yeah, it's just not a worry anymore. And I'm still trying to figure out what happened to make that shift, but it definitely happened, I guess, last year for me. It's just that the worry part went away. It doesn't mean I have millions of dollars and I can... I can spend it any way I want, and I can lose it any way I want, and more will, you know, there's no way I could ever possibly spend all this money. I'm not at that level, but I'm definitely at the very comfortable level of feeling, uh, yeah, any, like, there's no bill that's a problem. You know, obviously, you could, you know, have, like, some crazy medical emergency, and then all of a sudden, you have, like, a million dollars in bills or something like other than a crazy thing happening that could wipe out anybody even the most wealthy person that has everything figured out other than all those crazy things that could happen just normal day living you know I I definitely move past the worry stage and part I know one thing that I did was I stopped feeling like crap, paying bills. I hate the energy bill. In Austin, our energy bills are pretty high, more than in normal city. I don't know what's up with that. But yeah, so I used to get so mad. I would just wait till the last minute to pay the energy bill, just that last day, and then I'd go and I'd pay it. But um, now, as soon as I get my bills, any bill, I'm like, I'm going to pay it right the second, and I'm so excited. You know, I'd... And I don't have any frivolous bills, which I guess possibly helps. It's all just basic, this is kind of the price of living kind of bills. And yeah, so I definitely got, I changed my mindset and I got excited to pay those because it really does mean when you, when you pay the bills and it's easy, it's really a luxury. So even when you don't have money, if you could just... Think of it as a luxury item and be grateful and happy to pay your bill. I think that changes. That, that changes some energy. There's like some energy shift that comes along with that that I feel does make it easier to get the money to pay those bills. But um, another thing that I wanted just to remind myself is that and to share with y'all is that I, my goal is peaceful excitement. So the one thing that I, I don't live a life that's ex as, as exciting as I've dreamed that life could be, you know, not that should be, but you know, the, the exciting things just kind of aren't, even though I live a very good life and it's comfortable and I have love and all that stuff, you know, I don't, the excitement things are kind of lacking. But I do know that excitement can be dangerous in a way to where you think you want excitement and then you get it and then it's just chaos. Ultimately, just chaos all the time. So I don't want chaos excitement. I want peaceful excitement. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not into traveling 
for definitely not for in a vacation way but and I I do love traveling for a conference or something like that but if I had to do it all the time that would feel stressful to me but the occasional travel for something exciting that's business-wise you know um, not in an overwhelming ways I feel like yeah, not a, I don't even need the travel part, but just, you know, I like to do whatever, whatever I want to do every day. That doesn't mean that I never want to have something booked on my calendar. I'm not trying to avoid living, but I definitely, I don't want anything annoying to do that I didn't choose to do. And I've accomplished that, but sometimes that doesn't feel very exciting, if you know what I mean. Anyways, um... I've got to, I don't know, just reminding myself that I want peaceful excitement. And maybe that is a goal that someone out there may be thinking about and they want it to. And I don't know, maybe it makes you feel better that it is hard to get, you know, after trying a very long time. Um, okay, I guess the show is over and I still don't know how to end the show. So I'm just going to play the music.